Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and tonight on Between the Covers, I'm talking to Playtime children book author Emma Hay. Good evening, Emma. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me on the show and as, as part of your team. <laughs> That's right, Emma. You do work for us, which is wonderful. You are an artist for our team in Playtime. And it's it's very that's what makes us so proud that the fact that we can actually bring your book to the uh, audience as well, as much as we put many of your other illustrations through our other books. Now, your book is called Three Little Drew Drops. Um, and exclusively you wrote and illustrated this book yourself and brought it to us, and we were very impressed with it. So we decided to help you. So please tell us about the incubus for three little dew drops and your reason for wanting to write it um I think what inspired sort of my journey like I've always wanted to write um but I was sidetracked by a career in animation which was really fun and and very rewarding um because I think the animation career was a bit more visible sort of a career path how to get there than the writing and the illustrating I know a lot of people I've talked to they sort of they come and they come to it in so many different ways, um, and I came to it by finding you guys and building this beautiful relationship we have. But I knew I knew it was something I really wanted to do, so I sort of sat down one day um, and went, "I'm going to write and and illustrate a book because that's something I I have always wanted to do." And I was like, "I'll give myself permission to do it." <laughs> I guess that's fair so, enough. Yeah, I was like, I'm just, I'm just gonna do it. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't know what was gonna happen at the end of the journey of creating it. Um, but I, yeah, I'm so happy that it sort of found a home with Shoreline. Like, I think it's, it was the perfect outcome for my project. And it's a beautiful book too. So I've got to ask, did you write the story or draw the story first? Sometimes there's two elements that that you sort of creative will focus on. What, what did you find easiest? Um, so I wanted to challenge myself. Um, in sort of the illustration, like creating illustrated characters. And so I picked like characters made of water because I was like, that's going to be something quite challenging to draw. And they're sort of in a, like a, um, a micro well, or is it macro? They're in like a tiny little well, then they're going to be so little on the scale. Um, so um, that was sort of the concept. And I came up with the, the writing, the story. Um, and then that sort of led to the illustrations afterwards. Very good. Um, was there anything difficult in that process for you? Because naturally you're trying to bridge a story and illustrations and naturally one takes longer than the other, I imagine, to create. It would take longer to draw a picture than it would to actually think of one. So, so was there a challenge in the way that you sort of had the book coming together or outcomes that you expect? Um, yeah, I think. The illustration process was probably a bit more challenging than the writing. Um, the, the story weirdly came to me in quite quickly in sort of one sitting. I sort of had the story there. Um, I don't know. I think I just had this, like, passion that was, like, 
in me for so long. It just sort of came out when I, I committed to doing it, sitting down, like after work in the evening, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And it's sort of the story was there. And then I was so excited. I sort of had this, this manuscript and I could launch the illustrations off. Um, and then, yeah, it was sort of the challenge of, um, I was learning to digital digital paint at the same time as doing those illustrations. So um, there was a lot of um, practice redrawing composition considerations and stuff because um, I was coming from sort of animation to um, illustration um, yeah. and, yeah, still images and sort of telling a story through still images. Um, mm. and um, But I think I had a lot of the uh, storytelling elements from my animation experience that I could bring across, which was really good. And then, yeah, learning how to digitally paint, I hadn't done a lot of it before then, mm. before I started mm. that project. And that's the thing. I mean, it came out beautifully. I mean, your skills are very good. You make, you know, you're very advanced in, in your design ability, which is why we also employ you. But the thing is, um, one of the curiosities is that um, when an artist or a writer creates, they have to pass it over to somebody for feedback. So how did you find not having that collaboration? Because usually an artist and a writer will be able to configure and talk and brainstorm or outline or draft ideas, yet yeah, you had to be the both. So how did you get your support from an objective criticism point of view where someone could say to you, yeah, that's bad or that's good or that story makes no sense or that story works? So how did you construct, I guess, the peer group to help you be sure you were on the right path before you went into this book's full um, publication? That was actually that was probably the hardest part sort of feeling figuring out where I sat sort of in my skill level published like would this be good enough for a publish like a publishing house um I had no idea I was flying blind <laughs> into this journey <laughs> my best critique like a person who critique like is my like go-to for critique is my partner he is extremely good at picking up um like the smallest details and giving really good feedback on how to like strengthen the project. Um, you know, he, he has a, like, it's, it's dicey for him because he's also my partner. So. Absolutely. One wrong word and he's in the couch. I get it. Yeah. But um, no, we have a great relationship where we can like, he gives great feedback and I like um, really love um, just discussing my work with him. Um, so that was like having him. He, we also met at uni doing the same course. So he's creative like me. Um, yeah. I had my my work colleagues um, at the studio I was working on at the time, um, friends and family as well. Um, anyone who wanted to look at my book, I kind of just shoved it in front of them. I'm like, what do you think? I'm making this thing. So what was... Um, from the whole process and now getting to publication, what are you hoping now young readers enjoy most about your book? Um, I love to hear about the different things they pick up from the story. Um, so I don't mind if it's like they like the characters or they like the, the rhyme or they like the wet, grumpy cat that's in the story. Like I just love hearing everybody's different experience with my story because, like, I don't have that sort of out – like, I it, I'm not an outsider to the story. I like created it. So I don't know what it's like to come across it for the first time. Um, so that's sort of like, oh, this is what I found when I read it, you know, is really, really special to me. And I think that's kind of what you create art for. It's to let people build their own kind of experiences and understandings and 
from Absolutely. your work. You know, it it sort of you give it to the world, and then you know it has it takes on m- many lives of its own, depending on the audience, which I think Definitely. is beautiful. Yeah. Definitely. So, can I ask how long did it take you to write the book? Like, draw it and write it. Like, put it together as ready when you the, felt it was ready. The writing didn't take very. I feel bad. It actually. Like I did it in an afternoon <laughs> after work. Um, I sort of came back to it every now and again and played around with it. But like the main bulk of the manuscript, like it was just mm. something I really, I didn't even know what the story came from. It just appeared. It was there. It was on the paper. It happened so fast. <laughs> That's why I'm like, a little, I'm like, I, I just, I just wrote this thing and now it's in a book out there. How did yeah. that happen? Um, now there's the another author on the now it's another author listening to this going, damn it, I've been working on mine for five years. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's like it's my secret, my secret. Right. Um, but the <laughs> illustrations took many years because they were quite detailed illustrations um, that I was sort of doing in between, um, mm. like building a. I was doing freelancing and building a business for a while. Um, I was working at studios, um, and then they came and worked with these guys. So I was sort of doing a lot. Of so other every, creative stuff, yeah. yeah. And every pitch is uniquely individual too. It's not just a cut and paste style. It's actually you've created a multitude. Of, what is it? Twenty eight page pitches in this book or something? What is I, roughly I, ten pages. That's a lot so. of books. A lot of pitches. Yeah, yeah. I think every so, time I finish an illustration, I'm like, I have to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> so the book took you a couple of years, three years. You reckon two, three years? And yeah. the writing took seven minutes. And <laughs> So my question is, how did you feel after that? And then the publication process took about 12 months as well because of the scheduling. How did you feel when you actually finally had a printed solid product in your hand and not just a digital picture you'd been looking at on your screen for the last three years? Um, It still feels unreal. I still can't believe it's a real book. Um, (laughs) I think think every time I pick it up, there will always be like that, like, yeah. Oh my god, this is a dream come true. I can't believe this is real moment. Did, like that hasn't Did worn. it transpose? Did it transpose from the screen to the book the way you thought or looks or feel like I mean it feels different because naturally it's paper, but I mean, does it look did it look what you'd hoped it looked like on a book? Um, I think it, it exceeded expectations. Um oh, having the 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 text in there, having the I think you can't really even like because I do a lot of the mm. illustrating side um, and help these guys with the design and layout too. Mm. Um, like you just can't replicate that feeling on the computer of flicking through, like turning the pages of the book and experiencing the story as a physical book. Like that is something that uniquely can't be captured by sort of anywhere in the creative process until it's in your hands. Yeah. Um, and it's, I guess, yeah, you. I guess I do get a little bit of that rediscovering my story from seeing it as a um, as a physical item, as a book I can hold. Um, and it was, yeah, it was it was um, it was amazing. I was like, wow, this sort of it all just sort of came together, and it's this Good. beautiful product that I'm so proud of, and I'm sharing with people, and all the I'm getting so much lovely feedback and um, support from Good. you know so many people in my life. Um, yeah, no, it's Good. it's great. Yeah. Well, well, much deserved. And you're only 16, so there's plenty of more books to come in. The <laughs> 16. Okay, fine. You look 16, but okay, maybe you're 21. But anyway, <laughs> everyone listening uh, is Emma Hay, who has written Three Little Dewdrops, which is a beautiful book. 
She's a young, talented, illustrating author. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more books to come, but if you get a chance, grab Three Little Doo Drops. You can order online or you can ask it for any library or bookshop that's available. And, um, yeah, grab a hold of this book. for It's going to be for the future, for, I think, generations of kids to enjoy. So well done, Emma. Congratulations, and we're very proud of you. And, um, yeah, I hope uh, it all goes well. And everyone listening, do grab a copy of the uh, book, and thank you for joining us tonight. You can say goodnight, Emma, or you're fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at this. I'm a professional. Yeah, she's done um, podcasts before. Yeah, this isn't my first one. What are you talking about? I'm only 60. <laughs> so Emma's um, going to say goodnight because she's, uh, she's so young, she gets distracted. Yeah, I was just looking out the window like, <laughs> oh, pretty squirrels. Um, no, good night, everyone. Um, I just want to say a special thank you to the Shoreline team. Like, it really takes a village to make a book. Um, it yes. takes a lot of amazing, passionate people, you know, to support you in that journey. And I couldn't have found a better team to to make my book. Like, you guys are just as much as part of thank the you. final product as I am. Yes. So, and, yeah, and thank we, you. We, we see the talent. You're most welcome. You see the talent, and that's why we support you. So, well done. Anyway, everybody, have a great night. Um, continue listening and supporting Australian authors. And, um, yeah, we'll talk on the next podcast. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.